right, listeners, welcome to episode 21 of the Moving the Chains podcast. This is Reek. I'm here with my co-hosts, Jake and Dane. How are you fellas doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Bears are still alive, so Same. I'm doing good until further notice. I feel that. I feel that. I totally went back on what I said about uh, giving up on the Eagles. Even Somehow though- you guys are more alive than us, even though... We have a better record. You guys have a way better chance of making the playoffs. Just because our division is so bad. Like I said, abolish the NFC East. No one, no one deserves a shot from that division. Pick the, you know, pick the funny? eight best teams and go. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. It doesn't. If it's the Eagles or it's the Cowboys, whoever makes the playoffs, they're gonna win that round, the wild card round. Whoever they play, it doesn't matter. They're gonna, they're going to win that game just to piss everybody off. Honestly, mm. like I could believe that, especially if it's Dallas, Seattle. They match up well, and they've played in the past. I, I, I just for some reason would pick Dallas in that game. Like I, I don't like necessarily like. After watching Seattle and Philly, like I know we lost that game. Whatever. The fact of the matter is, they are not like some super dominating team. They are. Nope. They look really, really beatable. And you've seen that against the Rams. I mean, they got dominated. It wasn't even like. A, game where it was like really competitive like they got dominated they ran the ball down their throats like that's not a good defense like the offensive line is really terrible <laughs> and then and on, on top of that like i don't know if i want to bring in the mvp race right now but like lamar has lamar's got it locked up oh yeah he's, he's locked it it's up, it's, he's, it's he's locked it up. Yeah. russ had it russ had a pretty good grip on it but over the past After few weeks week, lamar's got yeah that. last few weeks he's he hasn't done much. Yep. To throw two picks against the Eagles is really nuts, considering how bad our secondary is. But that's a discussion for another day. Glad we won. Wait a minute, did Eli, did Eli have a turnover last night? He didn't. Wow. He threw two touchdowns in the first half to the Slayton. Daniel um, probably would have had two fumbles and three picks. That's crazy. I know. He would have. He would have. <laughs> he probably would have thrown for like two, two or three touchdowns, and everybody would have been like, Oh, look at look at Daniel Jones. He's better than Wentz. I, you know, I, Giants fans are the funniest people on the earth. I, I know, like the Eagles' main like like uh, rival is supposed to be the Cowboys. I don't think I hate any other fan base more than the Giants. I I I, I hate the Giants fans. Like they, it's so funny watching them slander Wentz every single week. Knowing one, they are far worse than what the Eagles are, and for two, the fact that they haven't beat that they haven't beat Wentz since 2016, like the first game of the first matchup of the Eagles and Giants in their rookie season in his rookie season. That was the last time the Giants have beat the Eagles. It's it's like it's it's a new president and everything. You saw you guys. Still haven't beat them yet. But you know, I have this theory. I have this theory about Giants fans because, and and let's just be honest about it. Like I've been on Twitter since 2009 and 2010, and while you know you come and you meet certain people in real life, most of our interactions with all these different fan bases occur online. And one thing that I've realized about Giants fans, especially since that last Super Bowl, they've only had hope for one year. And then yeah. all them players got on that boat and everything went to shit after that. And it's like, <laughs> you guys are so miserable as a fan base every year. You wouldn't know that the Giants suck because they so busy dogging everybody else. Like, they they keep their foots on everybody else's necks. Like, it is and so it, annoying. Like, like, why, like look at your team. 
top five draft pick every single year. Why? Why are you saying anything about anybody else's team? Look at your coach, your quarterback, all that shit. Like, I, I don't want to hear about anything you have to say about anybody else's team. Talk about the Redskins. That's a that's a case you can make. You can't talk about any other team that you can't beat. It's ridiculous. It looks so stupid. Like, I don't know, man. You know, while, while also while we're talking about annoying fan bases, too, I just want to point out that – um. Sunday night, I went to go because I had to go out to go watch the Cardinals-Steelers game because the Chiefs and Patriots was the one on CBS on TV. So I'm there, and I'm also there at the end of the Saints and 49ers game. And let me tell you about Saints fans because Saints fans oh, online God. are just <laughs> like Saints fans in, the, in, in, in real life. And this bar was funny, so you know they go up. They list 53 seconds left on the clock, and what do you hear all across the bar? Who are they? Not who they, who that. I'm then mixing up with the Bengals. Who that? All you're hearing is who that. And it's like there's Saints fans being obnoxious. And then you got Jimmy G, you know, it's first down, then it's second down, then it's third down, and it's fourth down. They're getting loud. And um one dude's talking so much. And somebody was like, Man, you talking too much with all this time left. And he's like, Look, man, if we lose, we deserve to lose. If, and like if we blow it with all this time left, then we deserve to lose. And everybody looked at him like, uh. All right. Then George Kittle does what George Kittle does, carry three men to the, you know, with 30-something yards and taking the, uh, the the face mask, too. And they just shut up. Like, they didn't even say anything. Like, one dude snuck out with his girl. They just do the, left the money on the table for the waitress. He didn't even bring a receipt out there yet. They just left money on the table. It was just like, look, well, you can keep whatever else is there. And I just love it because I can't stand Saints fans either. You know, Saints fans, Giants fans. It used to be Eagles fans, but like I said, I had to live with one for a year and a half. That's my dog still. And I, I really don't have a problem. When I saw him win the Super Bowl, that was the happiest my boy has ever been. So, you know what? I can't even hate on it. So, really, just, you know, <laughs> I'm going to throw Falcons fans in there, too, because I don't like Falcons fans for a different reason. They, 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 they hate Matt Ryan, but they think Michael Vick would have, you know, Michael Vick wouldn't have blown that lead in the Super Bowl. Well, Michael Vick couldn't get you past the NFC Championship. Yeah. But he has conversation for another thing, man. That's like barbershop talk for them guys, man. I swear. But, oof. Man, that year they played the Michael Vick played the Eagles. We didn't have. Uh, I remember Chad Lewis like broke his leg or his ankle that game. To didn't even play. Like you couldn't beat like James Thrash, Greg Lewis. Uh, I don't even know who our backup tight end was. No, Chad Lewis did play in that game, but he got hurt like near the end of it. Um, you couldn't beat Chad Lewis, Carell Buckalter, Deuce Staley. Like, Jeez. Man, like you are ridiculous. Like you can't, you can't. No, Falcons fans are are a different, different level of like annoying. What are what are some other annoying fan bases out there? Packers fans are pretty annoying. I'd have to agree. Well, you know, this this is something that could be reasonable, but I tell you what, though, and I think it's obvious by most of my takes on the podcast, but. I don't have a problem with Cowboys fans. I, I never have. It doesn't bother me. Like, I find it comical. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes my cape sometimes my cape is on for the Cowboys, mainly because I feel like when they deserve shit, they don't get it. And then when they shouldn't be getting shit, that's when they always get it. And, like, you know, I was wrong. All right, let me go, let me go ahead and give Jake his pat on the back real quick. Jake, Jake was right about two things going all the way back to the end of September and October that I fought hard against at the time. And you know what? Even more than the Cowboys, I do not like this Packers team at all. 
You know, but, I, not, not to get too far off subject because we're going to get deeper into this later. I don't like this Packers team not one bit. You know, and it ain't Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't yeah. like nothing else about this team at all. The, the run game has disappeared. It's just the ugly team. But you know what? Like I said, we'll get back into it when we talk about the game. But just, I guess, also as far as more annoying fan bases go, Patriots, obviously. But that's that. that I guess, I don't know. I feel like the more championships the, they've won, I think more in the, the, the more individual Patriots fans have been tolerable. Because it's like, you can't really say nothing to them. And like maybe they'd be a little annoying sometimes though, but I don't hate Patriots fans. And they 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 bully my team. Like I could only imagine some of the damage my team would have done if the Patriots didn't exist this decade, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Black I would say this. I don't think to put race in it. I just don't like black Patriots fans. I, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. They are so annoying. It's like, why are you oh, a Patriots fan? Like, of all teams in the world, like, you chose the Patriots. Like, why? Why? Like, I don't know. That's just my own personal weird thought that I have in my head every single time I see a Patriots fan that's, like, a black male. Like, <laughs> literally just like, oh, yeah, Brady this, Brady that. Like, why? Like, of all teams, like, what, what made you be like, oh, man, the Patriots are my team? I don't know, man. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I, I, they are they are terrible. They are terrible fans, but they're spoiled for sure because they've been whining all over the timeline the last couple of weeks. But uh, let me see. I think that's it as far as annoying fan bases. Some fan bases aren't even big enough to be annoying. Exactly. Like, you know what's crazy? My One of my best friends is a Bengals fan, and it's just weird. Like I said, I don't know who picks the type of misery, but, like, overall, <laughs> like, I enjoy when we play Cincinnati. I really enjoyed the playoff game a few years ago because their fan base, this is – we're all they really have. I learned that about Browns fans, too. Like, a lot of these teams don't have nothing else to cling on to. It's like the Ravens don't pay none of these guys any attention yeah. at all. Like, the Ravens only be worried about us. They ain't worried about them at all. But for some reason, everybody want to try to steal us. But it's like, their fans are just more, it, it, I enjoy arguing with their fans, reminding them, hey, you haven't won a playoff game since before I was born. That was 1991. And then Browns <laughs> fans, like, they haven't won a playoff game since 94, I think. And I saw, hell, they haven't won a playoff game since they've been back in Cleveland. So, I mean, it's just, you can't. Some of these teams you can't take seriously, man. Their fans got misguided anger. Like, yeah. I'm sure if Jake knew any, like, Lions fans for real. Oh, no, real. no, 100%. I was actually just about to go there. Um, a, oh, lot see, people, there go. a lot of people tweet me, you know, when I tweet, oh, just talking about the Bears. You know, I got a couple of Lions uh, friends and Lions followers. And, you know, they have the nerve to tweet me shit. Like, you haven't won a division in 25 years. Like, <laughs> you, have, you have nothing. There's nothing you can say about it. You know, my team that would, I mean, like maybe in like, you know, the present, like you can say, oh, Mitch sucks. But as far as like franchise go, like the Lions, like they're nothing. <laughs> you know, and it, it is also worth pointing out, like I wouldn't even point out their playoff success. I just point <laughs> to the fact that you've had Barry Sanders and Dominican Sue, Matt Stafford, Calvin, Calvin, Johnson. Calvin Johnson. So many names. And it's just like you have nothing to show for it at all. Nothing. Like, Barry retired because he was so tired of losing. Calvin, Calvin literally doesn't fuck with them at all. And it's like, y'all going to ask the man for, you know, some of that bonus money back. And he don't even care about the money. It's just like, y'all going to really ask me for money back after all I did for y'all? Oh, I've been yeah. catching balls and triple coverage for a decade, and that's what y'all going to do to me? Like, that That was dirty. 
All right, so like they just, and I mean, Stafford got a broken back for them. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, like it's, it's that's a terrible franchise, man. You yeah. know, I think you know what I'm gonna really enjoy in the off season. I think because I have a I have a series on my on my blog talking about snake bitten franchises, and I think we should just dedicate some podcast really just to talking about how bad these franchises are because I love studying NFL history and I think some of these guys have so many bad luck moments that you know the average fan might not realize that it's 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 always worth talking about. It's always worth talking about like. The, the history that some of these teams have is just filled with sadness. You know, yeah. like I think all of us in one way, shape, or form are lucky. So, you know, yeah, I'm throwing Jake in there too because guess what? You was alive when your team played in the Super Bowl and you've seen your team be good. You've seen them let you down also though, but at least you've had enough yeah. hope. A lot of these teams... Devin has to return that kickoff and I was like, you know what? Maybe this is our, you know, this is our, this is our time. But <laughs> hey, I mean, we we we've all seen our team losing the Super Bowl, and trust yep. me, I still hate yeah, the stings. It stings. To this day. Like it's just it's you know like I'm not even going my Rashard Mendenhall rant, but you know we're going to talk about some of these snake bitten franchises, some of these bad luck franchises. Like it's it's worth it, you know. It's deep diving in NFL history. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, since we do just talked about that, we kind of been everywhere with this. Yo, whose mic is that? Mm, I'm not hearing anything. I 100% hear that. Dane, do you hear that? It's yeah, they might. I'm, I'm not hearing nothing. I hear echo now. I muted my mic and still. I muted mine and it just stopped. It just went away, whatever it was. That was weird. <laughs> and then it came back. Jake, it's you. Is it? Yeah, as soon as you muted it, it went away. Hold on a sec. Just a couple technical difficulties. It's all good. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's only take a couple more seconds. We should be good to go. Is that good? He... So far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good. Okay. It was it was uh, slightly unplugged. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, we just went on a little, like, rant about <laughs> fan bases. Let's go back and talk about the 2018 draft. Um, I looked at that draft and it, it was actually really, really good. But what we're about to do is a redraft of the top 10 of round one of 2018 draft. Um, I'll let you guys start first because I didn't have much time to travel into it. I think All right. I can piggyback All right, but- off what you guys have. All right, cool. I'll say real quick, actually, because, I mean, we, we can go back and forth with the picks. We don't have to list all 10 at the same time. But i say real quick, just a refresher for everybody, just to remind you who was in the top 10 of that draft. Baker Mayfield went number one to Cleveland. Uh, Saquon Barkley went number two to the Giants. Darnold went number three to the Jets. Denzel Ward went number four to uh, Cleveland again. Bradley Chubb went number five to the, uh, the Broncos. Quentin Nelson went number six to the Colts. 
Josh Allen went number seven to Buffalo. Roquan Smith went number eight to Chicago. Mike McGlinchey went number nine to San Francisco. And with the number 10 pick, the Arizona Cardinals selected quarterback Josh Rosen out of UCLA. What's going to happen to that guy? You know, it's crazy. Like, you were like nine for nine because all the players that you mentioned before that, like the the first nine, all players you can look at and be like, okay, they had some type of NFL success. And then there's Josh Rosen just sitting there, like, to in the top ten. It's just like, well, top ten ruined. Like, and then you have Mika Fitzpatrick that's right after Josh Rosen. So that that's 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 fucked up. Um, but let's go back to Cleveland. Uh, All right, so I'll tell you what, though, I'll go first. So, you know, I, I wouldn't change the number one pick. Tell you what, and let me tell you guys what the rules for this was also. Because I told these guys when I mentioned it to them earlier. Lamar Jackson gets excluded because Lamar Jackson was the number 32 pick in the first round. And obviously, it's, it's too easy just to go back and make him the first pick. But also, I think it speaks to the fact that, one, you know, the Ravens, even though they did have to trade back up into the first round and as a third first round pick to get him, they still were smart enough to get him. You know, they were smart enough to make sure they got that extra fifth year with him. So, you know, like, that's them. They made a great pick, and, I, and there's nothing that I would even want to consider redrafting, changing about that either. So the top 10 will be excluding Lamar Jackson. So that's why I say for the number one pick, I would still keep Baker Mayfield, mainly because I still, when it's going well, I think he has the right personality. And I think, you know, besides that rough patch that he went through in October, getting into it with the reporters, for the most part, I think he's having the media good enough. You know, he, he he's... He's what that fan base needs, and I couldn't see another quarterback in this draft. Whether or not they're, uh, they're, they're better options, I couldn't see necessarily them being the right fits. Lamar excluded. I couldn't see Josh Allen in Cleveland. I really couldn't see Donald in Cleveland. Um, Might have got something worse than Mono, to be real. And that's fucked up. I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't see any other quarterbacks there. So I'm going to stick with Baker for number one pick. So what about you, Jake? <clears throat> Okay, so I kind of went the opposite way. Um, I think Baker, like, as of right now, obviously, you know, he's kind of in the doghouse, you know, clearly. He hasn't had, you know, a season that's really going to be memorable. 16 touchdowns, 15 picks, obviously the issues with the media. But, like, going forward, I do think, you know, you're kind of spot on with as far as, you know, longevity and future. I think the quarterback situation is solved for Cleveland unless he, you know, continues to perform like that season in and season out. Um but honestly, and I thought this from, you know, a while ago, um, obviously the, the easiest pick last year was Baker Mayfield. He was a shoe-in – or I'm, I'm sorry, not last year, uh, 2018. He was a shoe-in. Like, you know, they needed a quarterback. They needed a player. Um, obviously, you know, if they could, they would have taken Lamar Jackson. But since the rules were, you know, excluding him as the number one pick, um, I went another direction. So I think they're perfectly fine with Nick Chubb. But at that time, I don't think there was another game-changing – or going to be, you know, a generational talent like Saquon Barkley. So I went with Saquon at number one for a couple reasons. One, obviously Nick Chubb was not, you know, that high up on many people's boards during the 2018 draft. You know, he wasn't number one running back. Uh, coming off of a knee injury. Coming knee off a knee injury, believe, exactly, yeah. exactly. Coming off a knee injury, ACL, I believe. Um, that's not something that you would probably really entertain. But Saquon, I know he's had a bad year, but obviously I think a lot of that has to do with injury and, you know, them rushing him back way too soon. Um, you know, he's only had like 
what is it, like four or five hundred yards rushing this year. Not not very good, but going down the road, I think we can all agree Saquon Barkley is going to be a top five running back in this league for years to come. He he makes tackles. I mean, I'm sorry, he breaks tackles. He makes people miss. You know, he can catch out of the backfield. He runs people over. He's the type of running back that you would want for that type of franchise. Um, so, like I said, excluding Lamar Jackson, because personally, obviously. I did have Lamar Jackson number one for Cleveland for obvious reasons. Um, yep. But, you know, I had to exclude that. So if I'm going to go with the next plus player, uh, I'm going with Saquon at number one. What's the, the good part about that is that I can go either way because <laughs> I, I do see both of you guys' points. Uh, they needed a, a, a quarterback. Like it, it is what it is. And Baker was indeed a shoe in on uh, the flip side. Chubb was definitely a question mark heading into the draft because he had just come from the knee injury. So, um, I think I would stick to Baker at number one. I, I don't have a reason to change that necessarily. Um, that's what they needed. They needed a – I don't think a running back at number one would have gave him, like, as much hope as a, what a quarterback would have done. And I think Baker was the right fit. They needed a personality. He's clearly a personality. Um, number one pick, quarterback, filling a big need. Uh, running back, of course, was still a big need, but I feel like that was still the right decision. And in the redraft, I would keep it the same. And see, since this since this is a redraft and since this is all about retrospect and what they would have done or what they could have done based off now and the present, honestly, this might sound a little crazy, I would have like not drafted a quarterback at that time. And I would have just had another, you know, kind of bad season because that quarterback draft in 2019, 2020 is deep. It is deep. And there's a lot of players in that draft that they could have really used. Like, for example, you know, let's say Joe Burrow, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but you know, I mean, there's it's so always, many players. That you're they playing a really very use. dangerous game if you're holding out hope ever for – all right, well, next year's quarterback class is stronger. Let's oh, well, no, no. I'm not saying listen. that from the eyes of 2018. I'm saying now. Because yeah. this is all about retrospect. And this of is course, all about yeah. what we would do now. Like, obviously, in 2018, there was no other choice than Baker Mayfield. That was 100% the right choice. Like, now that we look back on it, we're like, hmm, would you rather have Baker or would you rather have an incoming Joe Burrow? Personally, Joe Burrow would be my pick. But – this is all about retrospect and what they could have done based off the present. Obviously, at that time, Baker Mayfield was the right choice, 100%. I can agree with that. Well, you know, now, we let's go, let's go to number two. Yeah, yeah, we'll go ahead and go to number two. We're about to say the same thing, man. We're going ahead and jumping up to the Giants. I'll tell you what, though, because Saquon's not going to slide for me. He's going to end up in a very interesting spot because of a very interesting comparison. Well, impact type of comparison, and I'll get to that when we talk about him. But number two, I think the Giants in retrospect would have – I think they'd much rather have Donald than Daniel Jones. Now, I still feel Donald has a much higher ceiling than Daniel Jones does. I don't think that pick would have been as panned. Now, granted, this is also assuming let's, – let's say, hey, they would have traded Eli that offseason. You know, they would have gotten rid of Eli that offseason. They could have had a clean transition. Of course, that's not quite what they did, as we saw from Eli playing on Monday Night Football last night. Yep. But I think Sam Donald would have been a better choice for the Giants. And, of course, you know, you you're still going to be 
a similar type of skill position. You know, it's going to be similar skill position then. But keep in mind, Odell Beckham was still on the team at the time. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows, you know? But I, I like Darnold at the number two spot. Let's go ahead and uh, get a couple quarterbacks out the way. Okay. So, um, personally, I went uh, another direction. Um, I did not go with the quarterback in that spot. I personally think they would have been better off. Again, this is all about retrospect. I personally think they would have been better off just sticking with Eli for another year because it's not like, you know, a quarterback, as we've seen, a quarterback would not make or break that franchise right away because they need so many more pieces. A quarterback is not going to come in and turn that, you know, franchise around. Um, Obviously, we saw Daniel Jones hasn't done much. I know he's a rookie. I know he was kind of thrown into the fire, but I think another year with Eli would have been perfectly fine because i mean two and eleven you know with daniel jones uh, i mean <laughs> you're not really going to get much better you know regardless um so i went another direction i went with bradley chubb i went with bradley mm. chubb at number two because the giants have not had a pass rush in quite some time let alone an edge rusher besides olivier vernon and we all know the story of olivier vernon he was great for a while he got traded, you know, he ended up in New York and then he got traded to Cleveland and, you know, he hasn't been the same since he hasn't been the same for a couple years. Um, and I think that's what they need. You know, they had, they had snacks Harrison, you know, they had a couple guys in the middle, but they never really had that edge rusher. And I think that's what they're lacking because, you know, for offense, all about getting the run started. That's what the offense is about. Because if you get the run game started, the pass game opens up, and there's so many more options. Now, if you don't allow that run game to get started, the, you know the offense isn't going to carve you up every time. Every time anyone faces the Giants, it's easy sledding. You know, there's no pass rush for the Giants. There's no, there's nothing. So I think they could really be a, you know, much more uh, better off with Bradley Chubb at that number two position. I'm not. I, that's that's a. Uh... That's actually a pretty solid uh, argument for that. Actually, I'm going to go on the other side of the trenches, and I think Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Ah, my guy. Quentin Nelson. Um, you look at that offensive line; it's it's awful. I mean, there's it a is. reason why they had to go and try to get Nate Soldier and sign him for that big contract that year because that offensive line is just so bad. Um, I mean, they had Eric Flowers, like, and they, the Giants fans hated Eric Flowers, and I loved it. But um, the fact of the matter is, I mean, they, they needed as much help as they could get. Um, and I feel like that would have definitely filled a big void. And you see how Quentin Nelson has turned out. I know we're talking in retrospect, but that would have been a cornerstone for that franchise. I think it would have been a cornerstone for any franchise. But, yeah, I think I would say Quentin Nelson at number two. Now let's go to number three, New York Jets. All right, now this is where I feel I can I can start getting a little funky. All right, so from you guys know I'm from South Carolina, actually from Columbia, South Carolina. There is a school about 45 minutes away from me, South Carolina State, well HBCU, where I think one of the best linebackers in the NFL got drafted out of last year. He got drafted in the second round, but Darius Leonard is easily a top okay. 10 talent from that draft for me. And I think, look at it this way, the Jets are taking him, to, you know, you put him at linebacker, you got Jamal Adams behind him. Then you end up, you know, let's just say some things, you know, stay the same. They end up taking Quentin Williams this year. Now you're starting to build. CJ Mosley too. Yeah. There you go. You know, you're starting to build a defense. These are pieces now. This unfortunate Greg Williams is the coach. 
But I think Darius Leonard would be that all-around playmaker, you know. He's got the interceptions. He, he'll get you the sacks. He's just all-around, you know, just a monster, sideline to sideline. So I'm going to go ahead and pencil him in at number three for the Jets. That's a, that's, a, that's a good pick. Good pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, oddly enough, and this is what I commented on when Reek said it at number two, I went with Quentin Nelson at number three for the Jets. Um, you know, I mean, Quentin Nelson is obviously a cornerstone piece right there. He's a mauler. He's one of those linemen that you want to have blocking for your, you know, for your quarterback and your running back for years to come. Um, I think he's a generational talent. Obviously he's been a beast with the Colts and he continues to just do things the right way every single week. It seems like you see him on a highlight pancaking someone or clearing the way for a huge play. He's a beast. He's a beast, and I think that's what they need. When you know, especially with Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, in in the fold, you know, I think Quentin Nelson clearing the path for Le'Veon for years to come would have been, you know, quite quite a thing to see. But obviously, he's stuck with um, a pretty bad offensive line, you know, and obviously they don't handle their offensive line too well. You know, the whole deal with uh, Kalecio Simile and his shoulder, and you know everything that they dealt with, and you know, I believe there was one other. Um, I don't remember who it was, but I remember there was one other lineman um, who was lying about his injuries, not, not being as bad as they were. Um, so obviously they're hurting for linemen right now. So in that respect, uh, I think Quentin Nelson would have been a solid pick for the Jets at number three. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. For me, my number three, I look at how bad their secondary is. It was god awful. They, I mean, it was so bad that I remember that offseason they had to sign Jermaine Johnson to a pretty healthy contract. Um, yeah. So, in that case, I'm going to go Denzel Ward at number three. Um, I know that was actually a surprise for many people in that draft. Me being an Ohio State fan, I, I knew he was a pretty good ball-hawking cornerback. Um, and I think he would have fit in well. And, of course, it would have filled in a, a big need that the Jets have. That's the best part about, like, doing this redraft is that a lot of these teams had multiple needs. Like, like yeah, they drafted what they drafted. But you can make a case for, like, at least three other players that could have went in that particular slot. But I think War would have been probably the safest pick for them. Um, I, I was torn actually between him and Roquan Smith only because like what Dane said, they needed a linebacking presence and that would have been good for like in retrospect, if he would have been like had an, a year and then you have CJ Mosley come in, that would have been a nasty linebacking course, but I'm going to go with uh, Denzel Ward being the safe pick. Now let's go back to Cleveland at number four. All right. And as I referenced earlier, because of a good comparison, I would take Saquon Barkley at number four. And then now Cleveland can start to get their hype and build him up as their modern day uh, Jim Brown. He's going to be that game changing running back for this franchise. The Cleveland hype train, I think, is absolutely crazy. Imagine if you can get commercials with Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield. Like this, this is this. This would be something to think about it now. I know we're not, I know I'm just taking the stab in the dark and looking ahead. They could probably use that second round pick on, you know, a wide receiver. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to spend it on a running back now. There's there's a lot of other things they could do. It doesn't even have to be an offensive skill position. It could be a lineman because Lord knows they're going to end up needing one. So I'm going to go ahead and take Saquon Barkley. And I think he would have been the game changer in the NFC North. No, not NFC North, AFC North. I think he would have been the game changer for that franchise. And I think he just would have been a great pick if he would have been there. Okay. 
I like that pick. I do like that pick. Um, however, uh, I went on the other side of the ball, and I went um, with Derwin James. I think Derwin James would have been a really nice pick for Cleveland because Cleveland hasn't had a solid safety in quite some time. I mean, Deshaun Gibson was okay. Demarius Randall's all right. But it's been a while since they've had a game-changing, game-breaking safety. Um, and Derwin James is just that. He's a playmaker. He's a ball hawk. He plays in the box. He hits hard. I mean, the dude is just everywhere. And I know we really can't attest to that because he's missed almost all the – I think he's missed the entire season, correct? He played one game so far? Yeah. Yeah, he's played one game so far. So we really can't attest to that right now because we don't know how he, you know, panned out this season, of course. But uh, based off last season, you know, he was an, he was an all-pro. Um, so I, I just have to say uh, Derwin James in that spot. Okay. Um, man. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to side with Dane, and I'm going to go with Saquon as well. Um, honestly, you could if they didn't need a quarterback so bad, you could have made a case for him at number one. But that's a whole different story. Um, obviously, feel the need at running back. I mean, what more can you actually say? Um, Saquon was not going to slide up the top five on in this redraft. I, I don't see any other spot where he could have been where it would have been like, oh yeah, that's a slam dunk. I think Saquon and Baker. Man, imagine if that would have happened. But, anyways, yeah, give me give me Barkley at number four as well. Um, and next we have number five, Denver Broncos. All right, and for the Denver Broncos, now I'm going to put them in a posi- uh, position to draft Denzel Ward. And I know secondary isn't necessarily their weakness, but anyway, you see they're trying to. They've been floating out Chris Harris Jr. on trade offers anyway, uh, up until the trade deadline. And there's no promise that he'll be there next season. And I think this would have been a good pairing anyway because, you know, of course, Bradley Roby had already moved on. Akeem Tlaib's been seasons gone, you know, a couple seasons gone anyway. So establishing another dominant corner that – well, not dominant yet, but it would be dominant in this defense. And then seeing that the defense has managed to find its way this season anyway, I think he would have been a great piece – and a, a great addition in that defense for Vic Fangio anyway. I know I was giving Vic Fangio a hard time early on in the season, but that defense found its way. It's looking like this offense might have, but we'll talk about that later. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take Denzel Ward with the fifth pick. Okay. Um, I also went with uh, that side of the ball. Um, I didn't go with corner, though. Um, I think Denver would have really benefited from Minka Fitzpatrick. You saw um, yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. I know. I that know you don't want. I know. I know you don't want. I wasn't gonna say his name either. Man. I know yeah. you don't want to. You don't want Minka to go to Denver. I understand. But so far in his NFL career, he's been a playmaker, and this year especially, he makes plays. And I mean, if you pair him with Justin Simmons. I mean, that's a really good safety tandem you have. Yeah, I know they play like, you know, pretty much the same position, but I mean, really, safety is very interchangeable, especially with those two playmakers right there. You really wouldn't see much of a difference. You saw it with Amos and Eddie Jackson last year. They were swapping half the time. And I mean, Eddie Jackson ended up with six, seven, you know, picks, you know, three touchdowns. Like, you know, it happens. And you can do it if you have the talent, which they would if they draft Mika Fitzpatrick because they're going to have Justin Simmons. So, um, yeah, I think Minka Fitzpatrick would fit nicely on that defense. Um, obviously, defense was their strong suit coming in. Offense never really was with this team because their quarterback is, you know, situation is very iffy at best. Um, but, you know, you pair Von Miller 
And, you know, you got Minka, you got Justin Simmons, you, you got some players on that team that can definitely make some plays on that side of the ball. So for that reason, I went with Minka. I already said I, I, I said Minka as well. That was actually going to be my pick. It was between her, him and actually Derwin James, but we'll get to Derwin James in a second. But, yeah, I was going with Minka as well at number five. And number six, the Colts. Well, Reek, you about to hate me too because I was actually sitting there thinking I'm not picking Minka. So, Derwin James, you know, what you go ahead and fuck? pair him up with Malik Hooker <laughs> on the back end of that secondary. That's bad. And now you got, you know, you got your, a big movable chess piece right there with Derwin. You got Malik Hooker just back there, you know, waiting to grab one-handed picks on anybody who throws his way. I think that would, you know, of course, that defense would still need some of these other pieces in the other places around itself. But I think that would just have been the perfect pick. And then you got your starting safety tandem just to, to fuck with the AFC South quarterbacks for years, man. So, sorry. Man, it's okay. So... <laughs> With number six to the Colts, um, I was also thinking somewhere along the lines that Dane was earlier on in the draft, and I think he's too good of a talent um, to slide this far, and it's only fitting that he ends up right back with his current team, and it's Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard's a maniac, man. He is a game changer. He's a linebacker you want on that team for years to come. Mm. I mean, he makes plays. He forces fumbles. He leads in tackles. I mean, he's just a, he's just a machine. Um, and I don't think there's really anyone else besides Darius Leonard at that linebacker position that the Colts would rather have right there. So uh, Darius Leonard stays home in Indianapolis at number six. I already said Derwin James. I already <laughs> said it. Yeah. Yeah. Number seven, <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm, Buffalo. I'm lie, I, I could go first. You should go. Go ahead and go there's first. A more, there's not a more Buffalo Bills pick than Josh Allen. Like <laughs> Josh Allen. Too. Like I, I don't see him picking. Like he's literally the best <sighs> fit for the Buffalo Bills. Like. I, okay, I, can I, we I, skip number seven? Because I picked Allen too. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, let, let me make this point real quick. So let me make this point. Don't forget, you guys, that Buffalo had two first-round picks that year. And although Tremaine Edmonds had a, a pretty damn good rookie season, and he is the better rookie, you know, better Edmund brother. For some reason, we took the 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 second best, which really should have been a third-round pick in the first round. But I'm not complaining, you know, <laughs> whatever. But – I want to point out that with I think with their their second first round pick they would have took uh, Cortland Sutton. It would have made it would have been perfect. You got a okay. big strong wide receiver. He can pretty much run all the routes. He can get down the field for you. You can go over the middle for you. That's what Josh Allen needs. No offense to John Brown. If maybe they still managed to sign Smokey, it would have been all right. But I think that would have been perfect for Josh Allen at the next first round pick. But we move on to the next pick. Man, I like I said, I just think Josh Allen embodies Buffalo like that. I, I can't think of another pick right there. I mean, at the time, I was thinking like Nick Chubb because they needed a running back and they had Frank Gore and, you know, it was definitely time to move on. Obviously, in retrospect, they have Devin Singletary now, so I don't think they really would have needed it. But at the time, I think Nick Chubb would have been a nice pick. But regarding QB, they had no QB. So, yeah, Josh Allen was my shoe in right there. Okay. Now we have number eight. Let Jay go first. Yeah, let's go, Jay Jay. go first. Well, I, I mean, a, I got a good. Point uh, as much as much as I, you know, didn't 
really want. I mean, I wanted to, you know, be creative here and I wanted to, you know, kind of like expand my horizons and, you know, look what teams really need and what they really could benefit from. But if you look at it, Roquan Smith is a prototype Chicago bear. Like he is the perfect Chicago bear. He's hard nosed. He makes tackles. He hits hard. He plays good coverage. He's fast. He's end to end. Like that is a Chicago bears linebacker. He embodies that like Erlacher, like Briggs, like Singletary. He is that type of guy. And truthfully as a bears fan or just an NFL fan, I don't think, a player fits more in Chicago than Roquan Smith does. I mean, last year he had a hundred plus tackles this year. He has a hundred plus. He went down with the torn peck. Um, obviously, you know, his season's over, but he finished with 101 tackles, a um, couple sacks on the air last year. He led the team in tackles. I mean, he's, he just fits in naturally. He's got a nose for the football and he's a perfect guy for Chicago. And I don't think they would switch that up. Okay. Actually at number eight, <laughs> I was going to stick to the linebacker position but I was going to take Darius Leonard at number eight. I don't think you can go wrong with either either linebacker. They're both. I really don't either. Really, really I think good. they're both right up there in the elite category. So Darius Leonard has a little better resume as of right now, but that's just because Roquan Smith, you know, he went through what he went through earlier in this season and then, you know, had to play catch up last season mm-hmm. after, you know, the, whatever contract negotiations he was going through. So yeah, he yeah. missed OTAs and all the practice. So yeah, the fact that he came in late and still contributed pretty well, like he not late as in late in the season, he played almost every regular season game, but he did come in late, late. So yeah, I agree with that. What do you got, Dane? Oh dear. Quentin Nelson. I think that's perfect. No, oh. I think Quentin Nelson is oh, perfect in Chicago. Nelson. I think honestly, cause you know what? Now, of course, he would have been able to play either guard spot, but I used to think um, Kyle Long was good, but apparently he's not anymore. He's, yeah. he's too hurt, man. He's so hurt. He's, he's over. It's over. And see, and, and you tell me what, Jake, and I understand your linebacker pick, though, but if you had that nasty MF blocking for Mitch or just blocking for anybody back there, don't you think that would get Chicago fans crazy? Like, couldn't you see him on, like, oh, yeah. I don't know, Chicago advertisements and posters, just like him pancaking and mauling people? Like, 100%. I think he would. I, he like, I That's why I had him in my top three. I don't pick. think he would ever fall to eight if they were to redraft. Like I said, I mean, I had oh, him in my top three. He's, he's a dog. Oh, absolutely not. But, hey, this is my world. You know, so, so <laughs> well, good. I appreciate it. You're looking out for Chicago and you're looking out for Mitch, so that's good. Good in my book, but yeah, I don't think they could have went wrong with either Darius, Roquan, or Quentin. So, all of our picks really make sense there. All right, well, let's I mean, let's go to number nine. These are the last two are I'm really stumped, I have no idea where what direction I'm going to go. Yeah, my last two were kind of. Kind of questionable as well because there was so much talent there and there were yeah. so many options. But I went with two that um, I know my last one will definitely surprise you. But I know I know my last two will definitely be kind of kind of interesting. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I wasn't. It wasn't necessarily a hard decision for me because one, I do think Mike McGlinchey is a pretty damn good player. Yeah, but I agree. The player I'm picking. I'm not even really being creative here. I'm just, you know, speeding up time for them because in that same draft, the uh, the 49ers, I want to say, what what pick did they take him with? They took him with the 50, number 70. 70. No, I'm, no, oh, I know. I know you're talking about. You, you, you know where Warner. I'm going. They oh, took him with yeah. the 70th pick. Fred Let's Warner. go ahead and move Fred Warner because you know what? A lot of people don't know his name right now. See, you know what's funny to me? 
And it, and and, I, and it's okay just because look, the 49ers, they were what uh how many wins did they have last year? Like two, four, something like that. I don't know. They didn't they didn't have a lot of wins last year. They weren't a good team, obviously. So a lot of people tend to think that, oh, they're good overnight. Oh, it's Nick Bosa and just a bunch of nobodies. Oh, Richard Sherman plays back there. Nah, nah. That's a lot of good players on this defense. And people are going to come to learn that Fred Warner, he's going to be a dominant linebacker in the NFL for years to come. And it's crazy that Richard Sherman is going to be able to play with Bobby Wagner. And then he's about to play with Fred Warner. Fred Warner's good, folks. If you don't know him now, go ahead and type his name in on Google. Start reading something about him. Look him up. Go look at some plays. Man's the real deal. They're gonna go ahead and take him with that ninth overall pitch. Man, I love I love the way you think because I was I was really really close really close to put putting Fred Warner in the top ten, but he he was right at eleven for me. Um, I went with Denzel Ward at number nine. I think Denzel Ward and Richard Sherman, that pairing at cornerback, would be ferocious for years to come because Richard Sherman has proved he's still an elite cornerback. Denzel Ward is obviously an elite cornerback, you know, with speed, with, you know, ball hawking skills. He's a really good player. And that's, I mean, that Niners defense is already great. And you add Denzel Ward to that defense, good luck. Good luck. And you know what? That actually might have helped them that defense out because I don't think people remember the 49ers defense had, what, like two interceptions last year? You know, I believe it a, was, uh, yeah, I believe it was two. Was it? Was it two? Yeah, it was two. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was two interceptions. Seven total like, turnovers, I think. I think it was yeah. seven forced turnovers. Oh, it got so bad. That's so bad. It got bad. So yeah, like that. That might have actually helped them out. Put them. Might have helped them get a little bit further ahead, a year ahead of schedule, though. But I like that pick, man. You know what's crazy? I actually was gonna stick with. You know, the cornerback position. However, since I already had Ward at number three, <laughs> you guys might laugh at this, but I put Jair Alexander at number nine. He's not like the sexiest pick. Don't get me wrong. That's not a terrible pick, honestly. I mean, he's he's pretty good, but I mean, I wouldn't say top 10 talent, but that's not a bad pick. Yeah, I mean, he's not top 10 talent, but I'm just yeah. saying all, all the corners and knowing that they can didn't turn the ball have yeah much. they needed one for sure yeah they needed one and i think and this, since you had ward gone that's the next best selection really right yeah. there so i mean not a I, terrible I, pick yeah i mean it was between him and edmonds actually he's got a lot of room to grow too he's still he's still young he's still gonna get better too so. yeah so i i had jair alexander at number nine number 10 this is gonna be a i think this is gonna be an interesting uh, one I want to go with number 10 first. Can okay. I go first on 10? Okay. okay. So I swear to God, if you say my pick, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> maybe I will. I don't know. We, we have had a lot of similarities between in the past, so maybe. Um, I went with Calvin Ridley at number 10. Mm. I went with Calvin Ridley at number 10 because Arizona, you know, in retrospect, they didn't have any playmakers. They had old Larry Fitzgerald. Christian Kirk was kind of a question mark. I mean, obviously they drafted Andy Isabella and, you know, got a couple of weapons now, but they didn't have anyone to throw to. I mean, there was a young quarterback coming in, obviously with Kyler now, but if we're talking about 2018, Josh Rosen had no one to throw to. Uh, Calvin Ridley has had back-to-back 800-yard seasons. I mean, his season is over now, so obviously he probably would have eclipsed 1,000, um, but he had 866. Uh, so, yeah, like Calvin Ridley is a game-breaker. He had 10 touchdowns last season. He had, I believe, uh, eight or nine this year before uh, falling to an injury that took his uh, season. So Calvin Ridley is a game player. And, 
yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone else would really make sense much there. Um, <laughs> I'll go second. Did you did, did who did you have? It was right was was it the same? No, it wasn't. The okay, same. okay. Um, I had the same exact idea that Arizona did, just a different quarterback. I actually went Sam Darnold at number ten. Just the fact he came from hmm. USC, would have stayed in the West Coast. I think that would have been a pretty. I'm not gonna say it's a safe pick by any means, but I, I mean it's not a terrible pick. We don't really know what Sam Darnold is yet. Yeah, we don't know what Sam Darnold is, but I feel like that would have been a good pick. That's gonna, you know, maximize his strengths. He's, yeah, that sucks. So I mean, it's Adam Gates, bro. I mean, Sam Darnold's not gonna be good until that that coaching staff changes. And I, I think him just staying in the West Coast, you know, after going to USC would have actually been like something that would have been like really, really intriguing to actually see, like if it would have worked out like pretty well. Like, I, I, I think Darnold's actually still going to be really good. Um, just a matter of him learning. And I don't know what Adam Gates is yet. So that's that. But I think that would have been a really interesting dynamic to see him in the West Coast. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you now. Go ahead and take Bradley Chubb. Throw him in at uh, number 10 in Arizona. Therefore, you could pair him. He's not going to be paired with Von Miller this time. Instead, he's going to be paired with probably the most underrated player of the decade, Chandler uh, Chandler Jones. Yeah. Now you got your your, your pass rushing tandem. And I just want to point out real quick that uh, I listened to Mike Lombardi, and one point that he loves to make is – what if during the, that draft that uh, what if they took um, what if they ended up taking Lamar at number ten instead of Josh Rosen and then this year they would have been able to take Nick Bosa number one and now oh, instead of having your quarterbacks run for Nick Bosa for the next fifteen years it's going to be everybody else running from him and that and, and that would have been a thought too you know I guess we'll never know what the issues is. and I mean we can't blame them. let me let me throw this out there once again that I love the move of hey. It didn't work out with this guy. I know we just drafted him, but let's go ahead and draft another guy we're in the position to. Yep. And it's like, clearly, I'm not going to say it was all Josh Rosen's fault, but he didn't make it no better. So, yeah. hey, I like the move. I think more teams should do it. But that's our top tens. I actually went through, and I, I kept notes of them now. I will say uh, I wrote down everybody's, but, Reek, I do not remember your uh, pick to the Broncos. in the uh, Kid Minka with me. Yeah, Minka with you. Okay. So I'm going to recap everybody's picks real quick. My first round pick still goes as follows. So uh, let me pull back up my draft list real quick. All right. So to the Cleveland Browns, I still have Baker. To the New York Giants, I have Sam Darnold. To the New York Jets, I have Darius Leonard. To the Cleveland Browns, I have Saquon Barkley. To the Denver Broncos, I have Denzel Ward. To the Indianapolis Colts, I have Derwin James. Josh Allen stays with the Buffalo Bills. Quentin Nelson's going to be heading to Chicago. Fred Warner, uh, yeah, Fred Warner's heading to uh, to San Francisco a few rounds early. And with the number ten pick, I have Bradley Chubb going to the Arizona Cardinals. And for Jake, Jake with, uh, went with Saquon with his number one pick. Bradley Chubb to the New York Giants. Quentin Nelson to the New York Jets. Derwin James to the Cleveland Browns. And to the Denver Broncos, he picked up Minka. 
Number six to the Indianapolis Colts, you have Darius Leonard. Number seven is going to be Josh Allen as well. Number eight is going to be Roquan Smith. Number nine, you pick up uh, Denzel Ward. And then to the Arizona Cardinals, you just said it. Say it again. Calvin Ridley. There you go, because that blew me, and I think that's probably why I didn't write it, because I was too busy reacting. <laughs> All right, and as follow for Reek, to the Cleveland Browns, he had Baker Mayfield. Yep. Number two to the Giants, you had Quentin Nelson. Yep. Number three to the Jets, you had Denzel Ward. Yep. Number four to the Browns, you had Saquon Barkley. Yep. Number five to the Broncos, you had Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't know why. Number six to the... Uh, <laughs> The Indianapolis Colts, you had Derwin James. Yep. Number seven was Josh Allen. Yep. Number eight was uh, Roquan Smith. Nope. Uh, to the Chicago Bears. Number nine was... No, mine was, was Leonard. Oh, yours was Leonard? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I wrote the wrong one down. There you go. Darius Leonard. Number nine was Jair Alexander. And you picked for number 10 as well. Uh, who'd you pick again? Darnold. Uh, Sam, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Okay. Holy I'm shit. I'm post these pics on minute. Twitter page, too. I didn't put Roquan Smith? Yeah, I was kind of questioning that, because number What's 10, I was like, okay, 10's got to be Roquan, and then I heard hey, Darnold, and I was just like, hold hmm. on, hold on. Nah, he number fell out my top 10. No, number nine. That's crazy. Put Roquan Smith instead of Roquan Dyer Smith Alexander. instead of Jalen. Roquan on the Niners defense, along with Fred Ward. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I, Good luck. I can't believe he just completely slipped out like that. What the fuck? Disrespectful. It is funny to me. I, I don't know, man. To me, it's out, out to me in my mind. I'm, I kind of have him slipping down to Tampa Bay, and in my mind, if everything still plays out, you got because they're switching to the three four. So you, you know, you got Levante David. You have um, I think Levante. Oh yeah, you got Levante David, and then Roquan Smith. Which I mean, Devin White worked out too. You know, they could have ended up picking somebody else. Devin White's been a playmaker, but I would have thought Levante David and Roquan Smith on the inside would have just been nasty. They're on the three four now, so it would have been wild. But if they still ran a four three, then having them two and Devin White would have been nice. Yeah. Being honest about that. But oh well. Fell out my top ten. <laughs> Roquan's still nice though. Yeah, I agree. That was good. That was actually really fun. That was. We got to do 2017 next week. Yeah. It'll be fun. Fuck it. If you guys want to do that, we can. We can keep going. I'm down. I like those. I like the redraft. It gives you a lot of, like, you know, flexibility and creativity, seeing, like, you know, how things play out. I like that. It's interactive. Yeah. But you know, you know the, the way that I thought about we should do it, but I thought about it last minute. Next time, we're going to take turns picking. Instead of it being each of our own individual top ten lists, we're just going to be the GMs. And you know what? Somebody's got the first overall pick. You're going to okay. take your redraft. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go that way. So no, are, we doing, are we doing ten, or should we maybe do like what, like fifteen? That way we each have five, like one through fifteen. Yeah. Let's okay. do that. Let's do that. that, that so that like, really, let's say really like, fun. for example, Reek would get first pick. I get second. You get third. Reek gets fourth. Like something like that. Okay. Yeah, okay. That that'll work. That would work. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. So next week will be 27. Why, why just stop at just these recent drafts? I mean, we can. Oh, no, I'm just saying for next week. I'm just saying 2017 for next week. I'm down to keep okay, doing it. I'm until, about you to know, say, like we, we got a whole decade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because, you or know, we, what, we what could save these for offseason because, you know, there might not be a lot of, you know, stuff to talk about in the offseason because we still have a season. Oh, going trust on, me. So. There, there, oh, there, trust there, there will be. 
There, there would be plenty of stuff. I got, I'm, hey, you know, one of, one, of the, uh, one of the things that I'm working on right now is I had actually saw Jordan pose this question. Jordan Reed posed this question on Twitter, and I actually want to do a deeper dive into it, though, but which teams had some of the best draft classes? You know, like top to bottom draft classes, who, who they get the most playmakers out of contributors. out of, And, of course, you know, you had the Saints from a couple of years ago. The Steelers in um, 2017, they had got T.J. Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, somebody else is slipping my mind right now is a big contributor, and I apologize. But they just – they had a big run. They had actually got four uh, starting caliber players out of that draft. And it's just like a lot of teams, they have these runs. And it's just like it's, it's really interesting to see who hits. So that was something that I was working on writing. So, that, I mean, hey, that could end up becoming a podcast topic too. Okay. I mean, yeah, that, that'll work. That'll 100% work. We've been talking this whole time, and we still haven't gotten to fix. Yeah, we're going to have to keep picks short or some shit. <laughs> Be up till midnight. <laughs> I got to work uh, at 8 tomorrow. <laughs> I got to work at uh, 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 11-hour day tomorrow. It's gross. Yeah, out for the season? Yep. That old wash motherfucker. Anyways, man. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm waiting for this to load up so we can get to these picks. Hey, you are not disrespecting the South Carolina legend like that. Man, I, right? love, I loved Alshon 2017, even 2018 before the drop and against Look, the Saints. Alshon but, did not destroy Alabama for you to disrespect him like that. So, we're, hey, he's slander-free. If he wants to get his ring and pack it in, that's his, that's his prerogative, okay? I'm, I'm glad you know that's exactly what he did. I'm glad you know of that. Of course. Duh! Look, did you hear how he was talking after he won that? Uh, after y'all won that ring, the personality oh, yeah. came out, man. That that's that South Carolina. That's that St. Matthews, man. No, yeah, like that. that yeah, yeah. He mail it in. Fuck it. He probably be got down on ESPN his damn self since hey, you he was already helping out Josina Anderson anyway. So right. Go sit right beside him, be an analyst too. I think it would work out perfectly. So I agree. I one hundred percent agree. Not even being funny. I'm being serious. <laughs> I love the personality. They put anybody on TV nowadays anyway. So somehow, some way, Michael Irvin is still on TV. So. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. If Warren Sapp didn't get caught with hookers, he would still be on TV. Remember? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. NFL Network is just disgusting in general. Marshall Falk, too, with that rapist case. Uh, oh, Marshall man. Ike Taylor. Heath Miller. All of them, and it was the same person. Disgusting. That was the same woman, man. Like Lawrence Taylor, she was awful looking. But anyways, man, I can't believe Lawrence Taylor is like still allowed in like public. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, man. Like he's still every every single year, like on Madden, he's like a, a signature card. They always release him, like always give him like all these like you know. But he's a better person now, though. That's ridiculous. Like, I guess. When, when, see, like when the NFL loves you like that. Like he didn't pull. Well, I look, I'm not going to make that point, especially not. But the NFL <laughs> loves him, yeah. So they keep hands around him. All right, OJ. That's a different. That's different. No, no, that that was on the NFL. That was beyond the NFL's reach at that point. Yeah. Look, no offense, Jake. White people love him, and OJ blew it. So take that for what it's worth. And I mean, look. If you see OJ on Twitter right now, you, y'all, we, we was, we, I don't know if we was recording when we was talking about this though. But if we could get OJ on the podcast, that'd be real. But look, OJ be offering some actual insightful analysis, like he says worthwhile things. And of course, they ain't never gonna let him back on TV. Hell OJ on Monday Night Football, them days is done. 
OJ on NBC? Nah. Hey, I'd, rather, I'd rather have OJ than Booger McFarland. Booger is a what? Yo, I didn't realize how bad he was. You saw what I'm talking about with the RPO? With, until he's doing it with your own team. He is oh, so How he said, he, he said, yeah, he said last night, he said, all right, well, you know, the Eagles might look to, you know, get something you know, different, maybe like a little RPO here. There's no one in the backfield. Nobody. It's the backfield. And pass, pass like, option, a little PPO, listen, I guess. Listen, so I don't know, man. And, and then on the flea filter, he said, nobody bit on the run, and everybody bit on the run. Like, what are you Everybody's talking not. about? Get Booker off TV. I'm sorry. People yeah. think it's just like, I, I don't know what, Twitter tried to make it a race thing, oh, well, you guys love when Tony Romo guesses plays. Well, because he knows what he's doing. He he's oh my God, he played about. football. Like, he was a yeah. literal quarterback for that's, the that's Dallas the Cowboys for a decade. Like he knows what he's talking about. And if you know, like if you watch the games, you can see him predict everything. We we had Jason Witten with a toupee oh and Booger McFarland. We deserve better. Monday nights last year, sixteen. Why can't Mike Tirico just go back and like, right, man? Like Mike Tirico is else. so good, man. Like I mean, Mike Tirico and just like yeah. I don't even know, man. Mike Tirico and Lisa Salters. <laughs> I don't even know, Something, man. man. Anyone Why, other than that? Did Peyton not want the bag? Like, come on, man. Even Peyton, like Peyton, Romo, could change. man. Romo yeah. would be nice on Monday Night Football. Oh, they ESPN would build Romo a statue. Like, look. Whatever CBS giving them ESPN, they would have to triple it. Like, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. sure ESPN got more money, but anyway, Ooh. we're we're getting off topic. Either way, Monday Night Football crew is awful, but that's oh. not going to change. Despite no matter how long we debate it for, it's not going to change. So let's it just could. move on. It's it not going to happen. If we keep complaining, it, they'll they'll change. They'll make a change. Well, yeah, hey. maybe maybe like the world, but not us. No, 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 no. Hold on. I don't know if you guys remember. I was in college when this happened, but back early in the decade, there was a there was a woman by the name of Pam Oliver who used to roam the sidelines on Fox, the NFL. Hold on, let me we'll we'll get there in a second, real quick. But then Twitter happened. She was there throughout the 2000s, 2011, (laughs) 2012. Twitter happened. They started noticing her wigs was messed up, and I'm not even going to. It's funny. In retrospect, only because you had money and you didn't do anything about it. But all this happened, and she lost her job. Like they brought an Aaron Andrews, because I don't know if y'all remember the little Aaron Andrews scandal from early in the decade. It wasn't her fault, of course, but the peeping time shit. And then she went from ESPN to uh, Fox, and she had the little transition as well. And she pretty much she got hired, and she took Pam Oliver's place. And I don't know where Pam Oliver is. I guess she's on like the the B or C team, probably doing games with. Uh, what's that? What's that quarterback that used to play in Kansas City that be um doing games? I can't remember his name now, but uh, damn, I, don't uh, I can't. I know who you're talking about, man. Trent, yeah, Green. Trent, Trent Green. Right Trent, Trent, yeah, Trent Green. Probably on the on like the C or D squad with Trent Green. So like, shit. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Sorry yeah. for. Oh so, uh, well. But we are getting <laughs> off I'm sorry. I got ADD, y'all. Yo, Louisville <laughs> lost, and so did Maryland. That's crazy. Anyway, Texas A&M or, or Texas Tech? Uh, yeah. Wow. Seventy to fifty-seven, and then Texas Tech uh, is good, man. Everyone forgets yeah. they were in the Final Four last year. They're dogs. Yeah. And then or no, they uh, won the national championship. I'm tripping. Yeah, they lost to Virginia. Yeah, they lost to Virginia on that. Yeah. No that comment. Was crap. That was crap. Anyways, uh, let's get to these picks. That Mike thing is doing it again. Somebody's mic is doing it again. 
Hmm. It went away. Oh, it came back. I don't know. I don't think it's me. Mine's plugged in now. Okay, now it's completely quiet, so we're good. Uh, week 15. Fuck, only three weeks left of the regular season? I can't imagine. Over with. The anticipation is killing me. Yo, I, I, I thought about it. I was like, man, I don't want to make the playoffs to get blown out. But at the same time, it sucks to fucking go home before the playoffs even start. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that. Let's just make this run, get blown out in the playoffs, and we can just At least we're well, in. Like, you know, yeah, at least we made it. Like, like, yeah. At least we made it, knowing, like, the circumstances. But anyways, um, let's get into Thursday night football. We have the Jets at the Ravens. I'm picking the Ravens. I'm, I'm not... picking the Ravens as well. Yeah. And then, man, 14 and a half point favorites. Mm. I don't know if they're covering that, honestly. Against the Jets? I think they will. Uh, maybe. Because sometimes the Jets are really, really bad. And sometimes I'm thinking like 31 to 14 or something. 31 yeah, 17. I, I, you know what? That, that's actually. that's Well, if it's 31 17, they don't cover. But... Well, that's 14. Four, yeah, but the spread's 14 and a half, so 15. Oh, it's 14 and a half? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was 14. 31 14. Shit. 31 14 does sound like a pretty, like, safe bet as far as, like, what the game would end up. Um, next game, Patriots at Bengals. They thought they were getting spied on. They, they weren't. No, they, uh, they weren't. No, that, that happened. You didn't. No, the video, the video, they, they seen the video. They were blatantly recording. It, 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 it wasn't no accidental thing. It was eight minutes. It was blatant, and I've read some things about it. Um, I I know what Bill Belichick said. He said that, you know, we had nothing to do with it. That was uh, uh, the the video equipment people, uh, some Patriot shit, do your job or whatever. Um, But, no, it it happened, though. That's the thing. It it happened. And there are other executives. Of course, you know, they're always unnamed. Like, Bill isn't stupid. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying there was some big Patriots corruption scheme to do all of this stuff, but it happened. Um, the the team might not have had anything to do with it. Maybe somebody just fucked up, but they recorded the Bengals sideline, the coaches, players coming on and off the field, hand signals, all that shit for eight minutes straight, and then they were caught. <laughs> so that happened. Mm-mm. It doesn't regardless, I mean, I'm still going with the Patriots. I mean, it don't oh, and regardless really, of that, yeah. <laughs> and let's let's also point out real quick that Spygate happened against what the Jets that only had four wins that season. So let's. I'm just throwing that out there. The Patriots, they they'll take their advantage against anybody. They were gonna win the game regardless. I mean, but we're all going with the Patriots here. But just wanted to point that out. You know, fuck mm-hmm. them. But yeah, cosign. Word. Next game, Reed. Um, I'm at, okay. Um, after this, I have to go to the restroom really quick. But um, <laughs> uh, Buccaneers at the Lions. I'm picking the Bucks. I don't. Lions suck. David Blau had a good first half, and that was it. Yeah, James Winston probably throw four touchdowns and three interceptions, but four touchdowns is enough points for the Lions to not overcome. So, uh, going with the Bucks. Yeah, of course. So, like I was telling the fellas before we started recording, I was looking at some of uh, Jameis's splits. So, I'm I'm going with the Bucks, of course, and the Bucks are on the road. 
And so when the Bucks are on the road already with Jameis as a starting quarterback this year, they're four and three. He's got 14 touchdowns, five picks. He's played much better football on the road. And honestly, I know that he turned the ball over a couple times last Sunday, but that was probably still his best performance of the season. And don't look now. Not that it matters, but I want to say the Bucks are six and seven, you guys. And they're probably going to finish eight and eight. There's a good chance they there's a good chance they might finish eight and eight. So hey, this this week will definitely contribute to that, not having to play Matt Stafford or else it would have been a shootout. So we all got the Bucks too. And it's all good if Reese not here. We'll just go ahead on to the next game. Give Jake a chance to talk. We got the Bears and the Packers playing at Lambeau. <laughs> As much as I want to go with the Bears because of how well they played, uh, like, and just I'm going to be a realist here, and I think the Packers are going to win. I think the Bears can win because I know I believe the uh, the line is Packers are favored by seven, um, but I just don't see it, man. Like, I mean, Week 15 in Lambeau, I mean, with no Akeem Hicks, no Dan Trevathan, now no Roquan Smith. I mean, they're missing three of their top four. Um, defensive guys right there. That's, that's huge. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, I know I know the Packers' defense has taken a significant step backwards, um, but it's, it's tough. It's tough to go into Lambeau and win. I mean, I mean, regardless of who you are, what team you are, but Mitch Trubisky has a tall task on uh, Sunday. Um, I think it could be close. I think it will be close. Um, but overall, I think the Packers. I think the Packers will win that game. And, you know, as we've talked about before, you know, you guys have your, you know, I, f- I forget what the exact word is, but, well, if, if, if you pick this, then I'm going to pick this, and it always works out. Well, I'm going to do it again because you just picked against the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears, and I'm going to tell you why. Like I pointed out earlier, and I said I was going to get back to this, each week I become less and less impressed with the Packers. Oh, yeah. And you know what I could totally see? I could honestly see the Packers falling down to the uh, the six seed. I could see the Packers, of course, you know, if they had to go to Jerry's World or Green Bay, or not Green Bay, uh, Philly, they they get their rematch with Philly. They would probably win. You know, he likes to torment Jerry or whatever. But I could I could see that happen. I could see the Vikings winning the division, or I could, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have a chance to knock the Packers out of the playoffs, though. No, but, uh, the, basically the Bears have to win out in Minnesota. And uh, the Rams each have to lose a game for the Bears to make it in because the Rams have the tiebreaker over the Bears. They also have a game on them. So if the Rams lose to, let's say, Dallas next week, they're eight and six. But that means the Bears would have to win out, finish 10 and six. So the Rams really have to lose and uh, the Vikings definitely have to lose, too. So, okay, well. I'm going to take the Bears anyway just because I'm, I'm just down on the Packers right now. It's, it's rather unfortunate. Sorry, my Packers friends. It's nothing personal. I'm just not – I haven't been impressed. Like, the the Redskins game – sorry, I'll never say that word. But the, the Redskins game shouldn't have been that difficult. You didn't put them away. And it's like your run game is becoming inconsistent now. And just, like, last few weeks has really just been Aaron Rodgers. Just like He's just good enough to beat these bad teams, a.k.a. the Giants a.k.a. Washington, like, when you get to the playoffs, it's not necessarily going to be full of bad teams. You know, you might get lucky in the first round playing Dallas or Philly. You know, maybe they might catch you guys on a bad day. Well, not Philly, but maybe Dallas might get their little revenge. Hold on. You thought I wasn't here for that? 
Well, if you thought I wouldn't hear that, we would catch the fucking Packers. You see what happened with, the first with, time? With, with Boston Scott? Do I need to repeat the jokes that you've heard on Twitter all day about Boston <laughs> Scott? Boston He's Scott. Boston Scott is the nickname for the white dude that you talk to at the gym. You don't really know him, but you just know his name, Scott, and he's from Boston. Like, come on now, there's been jokes like this all day. Man, no, I Bree, don't stop care. it. Stop we it. Stop him. it. We no. catch him. The Packers no. are nobody to be scared of, man. Look. They're beatable. The, they 100% beatable. So, okay, so if you're saying they're beatable, are the Bears winning this weekend? Yep. I'm okay. picking the Bears. Okay. I'm thinking the Bears. You, you lucky. Jake saved me from another N-word catastrophe just now because I was about to <laughs> totally N-word you to death just now. But it's, <laughs> I caught myself. Thank you, Jake, for saying whatever the hell you just said. Yeah, asking him who he had this weekend. Mm-hmm. Call me. Who? Anyway, go ahead and uh, yeah, Rick. We 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 um we just went ahead and did the Bears and the Packers, so we can get back on schedule with these games, man. All right, let's go to the Texans and Titans. Oh man, that's I got the Titans. I got the Titans, man. I can't go. The, I can't get off. The, 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 the Titans are six and one since Ryan Tannehill's taken over. Derrick Henry's got four straight games with a hundred yards rushing. Everyone's clicking. AJ Brown's AJ having Brown's a really good. Yep, AJ Brown's killing it right now. Five receptions, hundred fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's dominating. I mean, they got some weapons. His defense is playing good. They had another defensive touchdown last week. Give me the Titans this week, man. You know, he reminds AJ Brown literally reminds me of Antoine Bolden. It's so crazy how he how much he reminds me of him. But just a little you know, faster, to, I would I would guess, but I just had to pull these numbers real quick. I just looked at Derrick Henry's last four games against Kansas City, 188 rushing yards. Against Jacksonville, 159. Against Indianapolis, 149. Against Oakland, he had uh, 103, two touchdowns also. And, I mean, he, he actually has seven touchdowns over the last four games. And, you know, December is always Derrick Henry football. And that's just wow. But I'm actually going to take the Titans, too. You know, just go ahead and remind the, other, the listeners that the Texans and the Titans will play two times over the final three games. And it's looking yep. like the, the NFL and the teams also agree to it, too. There's they, they, they changed the window from a 12-day window to a six-day window to possibly fe- uh, flex the Titans and the Saints oh, next week time, time. So, yeah, both teams agreed to it, so they don't mind the last minute. I guess the fans don't care about it either. So there's a good chance that, that um, depending on the outcome of this game this weekend, that the, the Titans and the Saints will be primetime in week 16. And also point out that the Titans have a perfect chance to win the um, division still. There's a good chance the Texans could fall out the playoffs. I mean, uh, yeah, fall out the playoffs altogether. You know, or they could knock the Steelers out the playoffs. We'll get to the Steelers later. But these three teams right now are pretty much vying for two spots. And unfortunately, the Steelers only have the option of one of them. So I'm taking the Titans this game, too. You know, the Texans, they've just been very unimpressive. Uh, they were just unimpressed. I'm sorry, they laid an egg, man. I know they was looking good a couple games before that, but they just really came out and laid an egg. And, like, when you got guys like DJ Reader doing post-game interviews and they asking him what was Bill O'Brien's message and he's sitting there talking about, I, I zoned out. Come on now. Uh, that's not a good look on Bill O'Brien. So I, I have no reason to pick them right now. I know it's Deshaun or Bust with those guys. So You know, it's take- crazy. The crazy part about the Texans are they're literally a win-now team that can't really necessarily win now. Um, I mean, they made the move. 
of going to get Laramie Tunzel. Just imagine if they don't make the playoffs. This that trade is gonna look even worse. Like, and you, we can sit here and talk about all oh, their offensive line. You know, it's gotten better. He still got sacked over forty times this season. Like, it's. I mean, it's 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 not looking very good. Like. Kenny Stills, he hasn't really done much, even though he was kind of a throw-in in that in that deal. That was his first touchdown. Uh, what was who they play? Who did they play? Where uh, Deshaun Watson? Who was that? Who did he score against in Week Twelve? That was his first touchdown since the Saints game. He has two touchdowns this season. That's I believe crazy. Two touchdowns, and the first one was against the Saints when Deshaun Watson, you know, engineered that magical comeback, um, only to lose on that field goal, but. Yeah, he's had one touchdown in like twelve weeks. Man, it's it's, it's crazy. It's super crazy. That is, yeah, he hasn't had the impact that I quite thought he would. And I know he's still like the third option there, but he still didn't have the impact that I thought he would. I mean, especially like knowing that Will Fuller got like you know glass hamstring or glass body and questionable hands. I figured he would have more of an impact, and he still hasn't. So I'm a yeah. little disappointed. Me too. Me too, honestly. So y'all picked the Titans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our our next game we have the Broncos, Drew Lock, the GOAT, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs. <laughs> I, I'm still going with the Chiefs. I think Drew Locke is a good quarterback and I think he's the QB of the future for the Broncos, um, in due time. I think he's, you know, a solid player, but the Chiefs have so much to play for and you know, they just beat New England. I, I don't see them slowing down. You know, and this is what you call my friends a trap game. And it for is. That season, I'm taking the Broncos because you know what? Wow. Yeah, they just beat the. They, but it's bigger than the fact they just beat the Patriots. It's time to start paying attention to the standards, you guys. The Chiefs could make a push for that bye. Patriots could fall down to play in Wild Card Weekend. You know, I would love and, that. and I would love it too. But you know what? It's just part of me feels like. I I don't know that it's there. You know, and I feel like. Oh, you know, I have to question it, too, because on one hand, Drew Locke played a hell of a game, and that wasn't fluky. He actually looked good, you know, but are are we going to buy into the Drew Locke hype now? And I actually, you know what, I'm not ready to buy into the Drew Locke hype just yet. I'm going to take the Chiefs, you know, <laughs> but I think this, like I said, this is no what, this is a trap game, though. This is a trap game, and I really would not be surprised if the Chiefs lost and or got blown out. You know, if they got blown out in the same fashion that uh, the Bron- uh, the Texans did, that would not surprise me. I, and I, I seriously mean that. But you know what? I'm not ready to buy to to buy my stock in that hype yet. So I'll save it for another week. Okay, we're running out of weeks, so I don't think I'm picking up Broncos again. <laughs> <laughs> Our next game. Oh, this is disgusting. We have the Dolphins at the Giants. Ew. Ew, 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 I think the Dolphins win. And Giants the Dolphins got cheated out of pick. winning against the Jets, man. Like, yeah. Al River Dolphins, man. That's a gross game. But give me, give me the Dolphins. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll take the Dolphins. But there's a good chance Eli might play again. And... You know New York is going to milk this Eli. I'm just waiting for the, well, maybe New York should have played Eli this whole season. Who's telling? There's no telling what the season could have been. Okay, well, you know, I bet you it's going to happen. Now just, New York, oh, yeah. is, they, they've been trying to bench Eli for years, and then he gets benched. And now why they do Eli dirty? He's a future Hall of Famer, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're, they're very fickle. They just need the story, so. 
Yeah. Nah, yeah. but I'm taking the Dolphins too. Just look at the Giants. I mean, they're about to have like the second pick in the draft again. Yeah. They could um, very well get the second. Chase pick Young, man. Chase Young, Young, hey. And that's disgusting. I, 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 want, I want better for Chase Young. I feel bad. Then again, I could see the Giants completely being stupid and missing on Chase Young. So, what if they don't take him? Yeah, Dave Gettleman is in. Let's pass not have him for a lineman. Dave Gettleman <laughs> is. I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I, I can one hundred percent see him passing on Chase Young, and I, I don't know why. But whatever. So he gets fired. Yeah. Everybody fired him. Shermer and send all of them. They would have to be fired if, after not taking Chase Young if he's there. Um. But yeah, everybody picked the Dolphins. Our next game, Eagles at the Redskins. Uh, even though we won last talk night, Eagles. I don't want to talk about that. The Eagles. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm still gonna go with the Eagles. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't think because I'm going for one reason. The Redskins have been really running the ball well lately, but Darius Geis is hurt, and I just don't see Haskins carving the Eagles up through the air, despite how bad their secondary is. I just don't Haskins see it. Haskins needs another year. Sure. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't really see. Oh, but I see, gonna, I see Terry making some plays though. I, I think Terry's he, making plays. I think right yeah, I think Terry's going to be open enough. If Terry get open ten times, Dwayne Haskins will find him twice, and maybe that's all that matters. So hey, Ter- I mean, Terry I'm not. Well, I'm still taking Eagles. Too, so I mean. Who knows? He can tear him up again. I, I, I can 100% see that. Especially if Darby's on it. So, we'll see. But, I mean, I'm picking the Eagles. Not much to talk about. Redskins suck. They should, Eagles should win this game. Let's move on to the big game next week. Um, then our next matchup, we have the Seahawks at the Panthers. I'm picking the Seahawks. Kyle Allen sucks. He frauded everyone. I, I'm just so happy to see all the Panthers fans that lobbied for Kyle Allen and tried to make it as if that would be the better pick of the future than to actually stick with Cam Newton. I love it. I love to see the failure that's going on right now. Like they, they all deserve that. Like I, I, I don't care. I know I, early on I was, you know, saying Kyle Allen, Oh, he's no slouch, but like I said, with backups, it's funny because once they feel like comfortable, they, once they feel comfortable enough to where they're like, oh, well, I, I got the job locked up, that's when they start sucking. And this is exactly what is going on with Kyle Allen right now. So, and yeah, you know what's, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle too. But Kyle Allen's plays never, his play never changed. It was just now guys are going to start catching interceptions. Okay. He was always fumbling the ball like crazy. Yeah. But Christian McCaffrey was playing out of his mind that first half of the season, which I think we can finally take him out the MVP talks, you guys. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's take him out of there. So it's okay. But it's not his fault, though. It was, it's crazy that the, the Panthers fell victim to that black cat curse as well from that Monday night football game. Yeah. And, and they're one of the teams that there's only been like one cat team that, that's had a win since then. Uh, since that uh, Monday night football game with the black cat coming on the field. So, yeah, just bad luck for all of them. But Kyle Allen was always a bum. It was never there. <laughs> never. So we're all picking Seahawks. Okay. Uh, let's see. Our next matchup, we have the Jags at the Raiders. I really don't want to talk about this one. I'm picking the Raiders. I will say that I'm the I'm picking the Raiders. Jags stuff, lost five in a row. So. The audio yeah. from – the Jacksonville and uh, uh, 
Chargers. Los Angeles. Yeah. Dog, that was hilarious. I, I'm sorry. But when he was like, <laughs> Philip Rivers, I hate him so much. But that was hilarious because he sounded like a five-year-old. He said, 90-yard touchdown. <laughs> like, why, why did he put his arms down like that? Like, like grow up. Like, you look like a He's been kid. playing like trash for the last month. That's why he's happy. He's like, yeah. finally. Yeah. Finally. That, that was that was that was pretty funny. Even though I hate I hate Philip Rivers, but whatever. That was that was cool. But give me the Rangers. Um, our next matchup, man. Just give me a few disgusting matchups. Uh, we have the Browns at the Cardinals. Battle of the number ones for the last couple of years. Ew, I, I'm gonna go with the Browns. I tried uh, to slice that one up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going with the Browns as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns. Their defense. I know Doug Hodges might not have carved them up, but maybe uh, Baker Mayfield can. Yeah. Also, that's 2.5. They're two two and a half point favorites. That's almost like a lock to me. Um, They were like one and a half point favorites against the Steelers, and just that was probably easy money. Yeah. They were? What? That's disgusting. Oh, yeah, I was at the bar, and some dude just started talking. He's like, hey, you're a Steelers fan? I bet on you guys. I have no idea why they made the starry-ass Cardinals favorites. Like, it was an away game. And I know Mike Tomlin isn't the best on the West Coast, like, but what well, West Coast of that that time, uh, whatever time is over there. But, like, come on now. Yeah, the Cardinals don't have anything, man. Um, Our next matchup, we have the Vikings at the Chargers. Jesus Christ. The, who made these schedules like to be so bad at the end of the season? Like, why? Oh, uh, they thought they was gonna be good, man. I'm picking the Chargers. Oh, I'm not I'm I'm picking the Vikings, man. I can't okay. I can't. I'm picking the Chargers. This is a common trap game. You saw it with Green Bay. You saw it with Chicago. So Well, I mean I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Also, Phillip Rivers, you know, he's coming on as of late. They just put up 45 points. I mean, maybe the offense is starting to get it figured out. They're getting healthier. Derwin's coming back. Uh, Derwin did come back, sorry. Um, too many Chargers. Okay. That's not a bad pick. It's also way. on the road, so not yeah. easy. Not easy. Yep. Then again, any role game against the Chargers is probably considered a home game for the away team. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next game, oh, okay, now it gets interesting a little bit. Uh, we have the Rams at the Cowboys. Dane, I'll let you start. Mm-hmm. Actually, what do I do? I, I'm just going to go out and say I'm going to continue my theory picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys, too. They're desperate. They have to win, and it's yeah. in Dallas. They have to the, win. I think Dak's going to come out. Dak's going to come out and play the Jared game Goff on life. the road, like, no, no. Nope, yeah. not happening. Yeah. No, no way. Yeah. Jared Goff no way. is not going to outperform Dak Prescott in his own building, especially with the desperate Dallas Cowboys team. I'm, I'm not seeing it. With a talent, talented team, you know they're going to put. Listen, they're going to play hard for Jason Garrett. They are 100. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's I, I'm dead. completely, I'm completely joking right now. But oh, they're going to make sure <laughs> they're going to play so hard for Jason Garrett. They're going to end the season strong. They're going to win all of their games coming up. Fuck it. Give me the Cowboys for the rest of the season. You're full of shit. 
<laughs> it's so full of it. But I, I'm actually I'm a little confused because I'm not confused, but I'm a little torn on who to pick because I feel like the Rams defense can make this ugly, but I still think the Cowboys offense, when they feel like it, I don't know whenever they feel like it should be good enough to handle this, but they couldn't even do nothing against the Bears. And I mean, not to say that the 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 Rams have a better defense than the Bears, but I think those are both two of the top ten defenses in the NFL, and just don't seem like the Cowboys doing anything against uh, top ten defense anyway. So, but I'm gonna stick with them. You know, I'm. I'm going to stick with the Cowboys for yes. whatever illogical reason because I'm holding out faith that they're going to fuck something up in the playoffs. And I just – I don't know. I don't know. Give, I just don't want to see the Eagles in the playoffs, man. I don't want to see <laughs> fucking Boston Scott or – I don't want to see that you shit. You don't want to see the heroes, man. man. You don't want to see the underdogs. You no, y'all already did the underdog. Y'all did the underdog shit once. You can't do it again. Let's no. run it back, man. Let's run it back. Fuck it. I'm on board, man. Eagles to the end. Okay. The if anything, the Bears deserve an underdog run after what happened. Like that storyline after Cody Parkey double doinked it would be phenomenal. That's the hundred season. It's in Miami where they played the Super Bowl last. It's the Super Bowl is actually on George House's birthday. That's literally suiting up to be the Bears like day. It you was. So. You know what they need to ask Mitch at the next press conference or Why did it take press so or whatever? No, I was gonna say is did you really turn the TVs off and everything clicked? Because one, maybe one, honestly, a lot of it is mental, man. A lot of it is like getting in your head. I feel so maybe exactly. I, I feel you like tell he was a rattled, unconfident quarterback, you know, with a lot he of like, you know, fun. he was just he not exactly. Yo, last week he just took off. I said, I am loving this Mitch. I love it. I love this Mitch. Yeah, hey, and that's the thing. It's so what? frustrating because he's always been there. It's just Nagy was holding him back. They didn't. They didn't let him run. You know, he was the third third leading rusher as far as QBs go last year behind, uh, I believe, Cam and Lamar. Um, but, I mean, Mitch is good. Like, he can run. He's an athlete. He's good in space. He can make plays with his legs. And they're like, nope, every time he runs, he just slides now. And I think a lot of that is because of injury. But still, like, you're not utilizing your quarterback the right way. Yeah. And now you do. And you win four or five games. No yep. coincidence. I agree. I know. Um, our next game, 40, ugh, Falcons at the 49ers. Give me the 49ers. 49ers. Next matchup, Bills at the Steelers. Ooh. No, that's a good one. Um, it's going to be an ugly defensive struggle by, by far. Either I got the be. Steelers, though. I'm I think the Steelers, Steelers are going to win this one at home. Wow. You know, they'll have leverage on the playoffs over the Bills. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Exactly. Like the Bills it, aren't winning in big time games like that. They don't I mean, yeah, they you know they beat Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, but like I don't think when the Bills come down to it, like I just don't think they're gonna win. I don't think they're gonna win. They're not poised, see, that, they're not ready, they have no experience, they're too young. And that's the that's the thing. If you're the Bills, don't you think this is a game that you have to win, not for any other reason. Like you're going to the playoffs, but this is a game you have to win because one, it's two elite de- elite defenses. But you went up against a pretty good defense last week with the Ravens, and your offense, you know, Didn't kept it close. 
they they I mean they didn't do anything, but they still managed to keep it close. Yeah, there exactly. is no Lamar Jackson on the Steelers offense. You know, there's not even a Mark Ingram. I would love to have a Mark Ingram on this team, but we don't even have that. So, like, you know, Juju might be back. James Conner's shoulder is bummed out. So please don't expect anything seriously from him for the rest of the season. Even if they make the playoffs, he needs surgery. He I I, I don't think he'll be playing. But um I just it, this is a game that if you're the Bills, you should win. I'm not picking the Bills. Don't worry. I'm definitely picking the Steelers. But Josh Allen actually has pretty good stats on the road, and the Bills play much better as a team, you know, on the road than they do at home. But, of course, Mike Tomlin is that guy in primetime. The Steelers are usually them guys in primetime. And I like the matchup. Like I said, if the Steelers win, they move up to the five seed. And, you know, hey, and if that happens – I think the Steelers would probably rather face the uh, the Texans that, or well, I don't want to say yeah the Texans or quite possibly the Titans rather than the Chiefs or the Patriots. You know, just yeah. really they granted they don't play anybody. This defense actually, I take that back. I think they don't mind playing the Patriots again. Yeah, I think they match up well with them. Yeah, either way, it don't matter. You get to the play, uh, Steelers in the pay, uh, the playoffs anyway, so we all got the Steelers right. Yep. All mm-hmm. the Steelers. Um, and cool. then our last matchup, Monday Night Football. Colts at the Saints. Give me the Saints. I'm not picking the Colts. Sorry. I can't. Yeah, I got the Saints as well. <clears throat> Don't you dare pick the Colts. You know you're not. Not in New Orleans. Hell no. Nope. No. You're not doing it. You're not doing no. that. I'm not doing it. You're not but doing you know it. Don't do it. No, don't you dare. I but if we just saw two great and creative play callers calling plays last week, you guys don't think we're going to get that again this week? You don't think Frank Reich, you know, at least wants to finish the season out on the good note? They're not going to make the playoffs probably. They're a long shot to win the division. Everybody else would have to lose out. And I'm pretty sure even then they lose tiebreakers. But I, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm going with no. the upset. No. I'm, with the upset. This I'm is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I, I get what you're saying. Two talented play call, two really good play callers. I love Frank Wright. They just don't have enough on offense. Like I know they just lit up the Buccaneers, but it's the Buccaneers. I mean, you expect that. Saints defense usually isn't that terrible. We do have to mention that Marcus Davenport's out for the season. That's going to be a big hit. But other than that, I mean, the pass rush, I still feel I feel like it's still going to be there. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see them going into New Orleans and, like, pulling off anything. San Fran is just a special team this year. That's just a whole different other monster. This Colts team is a really average team with a really good play caller. I don't know if Marlon Mack will be back yet. Um, I he'll be know, playing. Man. He'll play. He'll play. Oh, you think he'll play? We'll see. Yeah, he'll play. We'll see. Uh, the Saints are also well. I said they're the best rushing rushing defense or one out, but I mean, look what the San Francisco did to them. But we'll see, man. I get Frank Reich will have to probably coach the best game of his life outside of anything in the 2017 playoffs. It would have to be something of that nature, probably better in order to beat the Saints at New Orleans. We'll see. I'm not completely against it because I, I, I see what you're upset. making. Mm-hmm. We'll see, man. We'll see. We actually got through those picks really quick. A lot of bad games. Yeah, a lot of bad games. It was like a... Yeah, that, re- that redraft was fun, man. Yeah, that, that was, was the best part. 
Yeah. Let, let me just look at this. Let me just look ahead to the schedule next week. See how crazy it'll be. Oh, yeah. We won't be able to. <laughs> we got some Saturday games next week, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so we got hmm. the, we got Texans and Bucks. That's an interesting game. Not that's not really necessarily playoff implications, but that's a game I can see the Bucks beating the Texans. I mean, for the Texans, it is. It is yeah, for the, the Texans. Yeah, I mean, you have the Bills and the Patriots. You have the Rams and the Forty Niners. Uh, hmm. Yes, let's see, Ravens and Browns. Bears, Chiefs, Saints, and Titans. Uh, Steelers, Jazz. Steelers should win that one. Um, Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Bears and the Chiefs, and then you have the Packers and Vikings. That's a lot of good fucking games. Like with big, did you big, say the Cowboys big... and the Eagles? I... Yo, yeah, I did. Okay, just making sure because you know the Eagles have. Never mind. What? What? We don't even have to go down that path again about how since Amari Cooper joined the Cowboys, how they pretty much dominated I don't care. the NFC. The streak is getting broken next week. I don't care. Boston Scott's pulling off the upset. Fuck that, Prescott. Fuck Amari Cooper. Fuck. Can you imagine, like, can you imagine playing Madden against your homeboys and it's like, hey, bro, I'm about to get the Eagles because they got Boston Scott. Boston Scott with a 75 yard touchdown. Like, no, nobody did what he had to do. He looked like Prime Sproles yesterday. I loved it. Just more powerful, too. That was great. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Cowboys and Eagles, like when it has big, big, big time implications, is usually really, really good. I don't think this is going to be a game that was similar to like the last time where it was just a fucking ass whooping. I don't think so by any means. People will be surprised when I pick next week. Psych, I'm picking the Eagles, but we'll see. Fuck the Cowboys, man. I, I, I just can't stress it. I hate the <laughs> this Cowboys. man beat Eli, man, and he's starting to get hope again, getting all giddy for I'm the season. I'm getting hope, man. Like, it's just like, like it, it happened last year. Like, back deep against the wall, we always wait till we get way, 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 where there's no other path but to win. And then, boom, we just do it. It doesn't matter who we play. We just do it. Like, I don't care if it was just the Giants. We were down 17-3. We did what we had to do. We came back. Wentz had his – I'm not going to say it's like signature moment, but, like, he had a really good moment. That was great. Playing with fucking doo-doo, literally, on offense and still was able to pull off that comeback. Um, I think they should beat the hell out of the Redskins. Then we go – and we got home against the Cowboys. There's no way we fall off flat in that game. There's no way. This I don't care who's lined up at receiver. There's no way. The, the Cowboys defense can't stop a dime anyway, so who cares? Well, oh, side note while, while we're talking shit about things, you know what I really want to happen? This is going to have to go back and erase everything I said about the Bears the last two weeks, but as I look at the standings, I would love for the Vikings to finish 11-5. and five. I would love for the Bears to finish 10-6, and six, and I'd love for the Packers to finish 10-6. and six. I just, yeah. I just think it would be really interesting. I would love it. I mean, they still might make the play. I don't know how these tiebreaker things work. They probably got a better conference record and scored more points or some dumb shit like that. I don't know how the rules work, but I would really like that. If the I'm kind of hoping it happens now. If the Bears were to win out, they have to have the Rams lose a couple and the Vikings lose to Green Bay or the Chargers, and yeah. Because you know what? I like I think you know what I'm going to start looking at Jake 
Jay can be our lightning rod. And you know what? If Jay can throw out these controversial takes early in the season and let time play out and then things work out completely in his favor, I am totally for that shit. Like, I like it. Because then, Yo, then all the people that was Jay. talking shit, they got to come back and talk shit to him again now. And you know they're not, you know? And some of them are my friends, so I love it. You know, now I got to egg them on and be like, hey, hey, remember what Jake said on episode nine about so-and-so? Yeah, yeah, go run that back real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna have so much fun doing that. Oh man, come on, come on. I need this to happen. I Yo, need this to happen. I Bro, I swear to God, if the Bears make the playoffs, I'm making a whole. I'm doing my episode by myself. I'm doing an episode by myself, <laughs> and I'm singling out people who tweeted me and gave me shit about them. And I'm reading off Mr. Bisky tweets, and I'm reading off slander, and it's it's gonna be bad. It's late it's, in the pod. It's late in the pod. I'm about to make uh, a really really wild. Really, really wild hot take. Oh, well, you better hurry up because the heater, the heater down three with five minutes. So I'm about to jump. And, and it like, is, I'm not even gonna follow up on this thought either. But before you make the hot take, what if the Bears make the playoffs, the Texans don't make the playoffs, and then Twitter gets a hold of that PFT, uh, the PFT tweet about you pick Mitch Trubisky over me, you'll regret it for the next ten years. Oh my it's gonna god! Gonna try to on that. Go That's ahead. Gonna... That's going to get a 1,000 retweets an hour. Damn, that's kind of where I was going because I was going to say that the Bears are going to make the playoffs. 100% going to make the playoffs. Mm. Are you? Whoa. I need whatever you're doing. What you got over there? (laughs) Strong shit. I think the Bears have finally figured it out that Mitch is better out of the pocket. Speaking of. I I, I think – shut up. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. I think they're going to beat the Packers on Sunday. I think they can pull off the upset against the Chiefs. Chiefs are very beatable, as we've seen throughout the season. Um, they're going to beat the Vikings as well. They're going to beat the Vikings. They, the Vikings are like the Bears' little brother as of right now. They can't beat them. It doesn't matter how good they are. Like They can't beat the, the Vikings. It just is what it is. Um, so, I can see it. I can also see the Vikings completely losing out. And then that would give, like, the Bears flexibility to lose that game to the Chiefs or lose the game to the Packers. See, y'all think Kirk Cousins is going to go back in the old Kirk Cousins, and it's not. He could, though. Like, this game I is... hope not. Please don't, Kirk. Please Yo, don't. listen, man. I mean, they got the Chargers coming up. That could very much be a trap game. Then you have the Packers. And then you have the Bears, man. Like I, they I really the could schedule. lose out, man. I, I read the schedule after the Redskins game. I said, man, they got the Chiefs, Cowboys, Broncos, uh, Seahawks. I said they beat the Lions. Then they have the Chargers, Packers, and Bears. And then I, I remember Dane was like, eh, they'll be fine. And they, I mean, they they first they lost the game to the Chiefs to Matt Moore. They barely squeaked by the Cowboys. They barely squeaked by the Broncos. They lost to the fucking Vikes. They, I'm sorry. They lost to the Seahawks. And then, they, I mean, they only beat the Lions 20-7. to So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I think hey, style points don't matter in the NFL, my brother. They don't matter. They don't matter. But you can't keep squeaking by everybody. It, it's just, it, do, it doesn't happen like that. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. They can lose two of the last three, or they can lose. Shit, they can fuck around and lose all three. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just not. If 
of course, I'll become a, a complete Kirk Cousins believer if they make the playoffs. But he's just known to choke, man. Like, I'm sorry, but it just is what it is. And not to mention the Packers and the Vikings is on Monday night. And you know how he does on, on Monday night. So that's just something to throw out there. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to see how – like I said last week, I just want it to be complete anarchy. I really do. Like, I don't want everything to be clinched in, the, in, you know, this time. Like, it's too early. I don't care if it's only three weeks away. It's too early for everything to be clinched. Let's wait until wait, week 17 where everybody has something to play for. Nobody sits their starters. Like, I'm having just, anxiety attack week 17, man. Oh, man. Man, man I have to have mine next week. But anyways, man, like <laughs> – no, next week is gonna be a fucking doozy, but yeah, um, that'll do it for episode twenty-one. It's actually a really good pod. Um, we'll be back. You know, I don't know if we're actually gonna start doing the Sunday pods again. Sundays are so hard to do because I'm always out yeah. and I'm watching football, and you know, there's just so much going on. Yeah, if we can, we can. If we can't, I mean, it's just Look. optional at that point. Look, I posted. I posted a look. How about this? I went out, like I told you guys, I went out to go watch the game on Sunday. And look, we're all adults here, and I'm going to advocate to use some real adult shit. I had a good time watching my Steelers win on Sunday. I had like three pitches of beer, and I got like really drunk. And it's always funny watching me post my post drunk videos on Instagram. And this one, I accidentally posted on Facebook too. Woke up the next morning and realized, oh shit, let me delete that. But I was really drunk, and I was just happy. I was just happy because Mike Tomlin still doesn't have a losing season, and I was just happy. But you know, my words were slurring. I kind of sounded like I was having a stroke, but I was really drunk. But I enjoyed myself, so. Hey, I wasn't home. Something wrong. I wasn't you. home at time. Hey, hey, Sundays are hard, but you know what? You can always count on Wednesdays. We'll be here. All right, we, we you know, work yeah, with us. You can <laughs> always count on Wednesdays, man. Um, once football's over, maybe we can start doing Sunday night pods or something when it doesn't really matter all that much. Um, but I mean, for now, I'm gonna say we'll see you guys. For episode 22. I'm not going to give a date. I mean, to be real, we see you guys every day on Twitter because the page is always active every day. So follow yeah. us, keep in contact with us, talk to us, and shit. So Absolutely. we're here. Yeah, we'll always be here, man. Even if, we, if not recording, we'll always be there. So we'll see you guys episode 22. Peace. All right. Peace.